0: Today on We Here, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle is just the tip of the ridiculous celebrity branding trend. We reveal some of our worst celebrity encounters and we'll tell you what to look for at the Grammys, Super Bowl, and Oscars. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page
1: six would have
0: a field day. Hey there, I'm Ian Moore.
1: Hi, I'm Emily Smith, the editor of Page Six, and I'm filling in for Maggie while she's on vacation.
0: And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Emily, I'm so psyched that you're on the podcast today.
1: It's great to be here.
0: And it's perfect timing because this is a story that I've been dying to talk to you about more. The Gwyneth Paltrow candle story that Mm -hmm. you just broke and how she what what is this like so what's what's with the candle and then she was at an event but didn't want anyone to photograph her and kicked a bunch of people out what happened
1: so uh you know Gwyneth Paltrow has this new candle on her website goop which sells for 75 dollars um and is titled this smells like my vagina uh, and apparently oh the boy. smell is, you know, bergamot and vanilla and some like oriental spices. Um, that's what I you know, would have I,
0: imagined, I suppose. I yeah, don't know. Not that yeah. I thought. I don't know, about it's quite but... fruity
1: really. I mean it's a bit fruity <laughs> for a fragrance, but anyway, that's apparently what it smells like. Um, you know, and the, the you know, the marketing of this this wonderful candle has, you know, caused ripples around the world. Um uh, and um, but, you know, apparently, you know, Gwyneth is very happy for everybody to sniff her vagina <laughs> scent. But,
0: virtually. Virtually.
1: Right. But do not photograph her. Um, she was recently at an event uh, for the, uh, the, the Retail Federation at uh, the Javits Center in New York, which is a big kind of you know, uh, exhibition center.
0: Right. And this and, candle, by the way. Th- so this is the latest in her goop line that's sort of taking over the world right it's yeah and i assume she was at the retail federation to promote goop and
1: yes i mean she was there talking about building the business and you know the mistakes they made when they started off um but you know before she got on the stage you know there was a line of of, uh, photographers that are credited to to photograph people at the event and they were all thrown out by armed security guards and nobody was allowed to photograph Gwyneth at all, which we all think is ironic since she's so open about her personal right. you sense. You can
0: smell, but you can't look.
1: Yeah, smell, but don't you dare look.
0: Exactly. Just <laughs> only the nose. You have to be, and actually, for, when you smell, you have to be blindfolded. And it to take you
1: $75.
0: A <laughs> $75 bucks of a, a whiff. Right.
1: So, so she threw everybody out. And then she went on to talk about, you know, how difficult it's been uh, for her to start a business because she's a woman. So, you know, and then she sort of said, talked about controversy, you know, for example, do you remember the time when uh, she had the jade eggs, the jade vagina eggs? Right. And they marketed them as, you know, it helped bladder control and, you know, sort out your hormones and everything. And then somebody complained and then they were fined in Los Angeles for making misleading marketing claims because actually jade eggs it turns out according to some gynecologists can be quite dangerous oh wow so uh you know she was referring to that but then the kind of talk obviously turned to the vagina candle and she said there are some good controversies that you know bring traffic to your business so clearly she's very proud of her vagina candle. i
0: wonder if there'll be a class action suit filed in California when someone realizes that this doesn't smell exactly like Gwyneth Paltrow's do you vagina? think there'd be a
1: class action that, like from all her ex-boyfriends and husbands oh yeah, yeah. right it's
0: I'm misleading think of which one though the uh but I think I, from what I read though it's all it is misleading Brad too Pitt. this is what the class oh yeah yeah the bradessance yeah but the, I think it is misleading though because apparently I was reading about the candle and it doesn't smell like Gwyneth's vagina, it's actually someone—it's someone else's vagina on her staff. It's a staffer's vagina because apparently, when they were developing the scent, mm-hmm. the the guy, the, the the maestro of the the fragrance guru, well, he 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 was passing around like this whatever this one was, and one of the staffers smelled it, and she said, "Oh, this smells like my vagina." And they all thought that was really funny. And -hmm. then they decided to use that name as the scent for this particular candle. (laughs) So, But I guess the way they can legally get out of this is it says – smells like my vagina, not Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. But so basically did – she also at this um, conference where she banned the photographers. But she did address this candle and the controversy over it, right? And she basically said that all – publicity is good publicity or like... Yeah, you
1: know. she she said um, that, that some controversy is good because it brings n- new customers to our website um, and people are talking about the business.
0: And the candle sold out from yeah. what I hear. And
1: it's now being resold for $150 on eBay. It's being
0: resold for $150. Bucks.
1: Yeah, because pe- people are so desperate oh for God. a sniff of this.
0: There's been this explosion since we've been at Page Six of every celebrity is involved with the brand. And I guess... Part of it is that Hollywood stars, you know, really need to diversify. They're not getting the same amount of money that they used to get, and they everyone needs. So you've got, yeah. you know, Jessica Alba doing the Honest Company, and George Clooney doing Casamigos, and you know, a lot of it is is liquor brands, and it's. Um, but there are some pretty weird ones out there.
1: Yes, do you remember? Do you remember Danny DeVito's Lemoncello?
0: Oh remember? my gosh! I forgot about Danny DeVito's Lemoncello. So
1: the, this came See, to that di- to me
0: seems like a slam. That's why I'm not in branding and marketing. If you pitch that to me, I'm like, that's a slam dunk. Let's do this. You know <laughs> well, what I mean?
1: It, it all started when he appeared on the View drunk. And right. then he revealed that he'd had a big night out with George Clooney and got wildly drunk on lemoncello. So of course he turned he turned the whole scandal of that into into his own profit and, and came out with his own lemoncello brand, which actually was very tasty.
0: I remember but very that very hard to
1: get these days.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. that that's yeah. probably also you, between that and the vagina candle, you're going to be like shone out some major bucks on eBay.
1: Yeah, you're going to be broke.
0: I remember another possibly misguided liquor brand. Was you remember? Pharrell Williams launched mm-hmm. a a cream liqueur called Cream, spelled Q R E A M.
1: <laughs> what and did it taste like? Did you taste it? I
0: did. You know what's weird? I didn't taste it. I I went to the launch. Okay, and and it was at the New York Public Library. Of course, because so that's
1: uh, where you go to uh, get your
0: uh, cream. Yeah, yeah, so, right. <laughs> to, to 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 crack open a musty old you know tome and sip some. Cream. So cream. It was a pink. It came in two flavors. I think there was a pink one and like a blue one or something. Oh, I can't remember already. what the flavors are. And I talked to Pharrell. And so it's at this huge thing at the New York Public Library, which is like insanely expensive to to uh, rent out. It's, I feel like this is one of the few things Pharrell ever did that didn't work out. You know, but it was like sort of very a lot of hubris, like at the at like the explosion of this sort of liquor thing with stars. So basically, Pharrell told me that. This, this liqueur was, was – he was marketing this to women. Oh. And the reason he was marketing this to women is he had read or heard that there are more women in the world's population than men. OK? <laughs>
1: right.
0: So there are more women. So you could market it to the, to the gender with more people. Yeah. And then he also told me that this was the liqueur for women who need to relax. Okay. <laughs> and right, and the way, and he came up with the idea when he was watching. Do you remember the Sofia Coppola film Marie Antoinette? Oh yes, with Kirsten Dunst. Yes, and uh, it yeah, had. But sort they didn't like,
1: relax because they were wearing those crazy corsets. I, that's
0: true. And it, had, it had and wigs and yeah. and chopping off people's heads. But yeah. it had like a real rock and roll soundtrack and like so. Basically, Pharrell had told me that he came with this idea um, while watching. Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette because Marie Antoinette was a woman who had all these macaroons and bonbons at her disposal.
1: Right, and that immediately makes you think of cream. Exactly,
0: that could wash it down with some cream, with a Q.
1: (laughs) So, of course, yes, there's more women in the world like Marie Antoinette. (laughs) So, presumably, this liqueur uh, didn't become a roaring success.
0: No, I don't think we've heard of cream since.
1: (laughs) Now, my favorite... Is Nelly's Pimp Juice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
1: So this was a uh, 2002, uh, named after his single Pimp Juice. Uh, it was a range of carbonated drinks, um, and apparently his marketing thing was Pimp Juice is anything that attracts the opposite sex. It could be oh. money, fame, or straight intellect. It don't matter. Pink pimp Juice is colorblind. <laughs> You'll find it works on all colors, creeds, and kinds, from ages fifty right down to nine. So yes, nine-year-olds can drink his <laughs> pimp juice. Um, unfortunately, this was not a success either because uh, women's groups uh, basically boycotted it, uh, and there was a huge controversy. So I,
0: yeah, I don't know, like a PJ, I would call that like a pimp juice. Like crack open a PJ because you don't want to say pimp juice yeah, out loud to a nine-year-old.
1: That much.
0: No, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. That's a uh, yeah, th- I forgot about pimp juice. This could be our page six party. We could take it to the next level with Danny DeVito's <laughs> Lemoncello, Pharrell's cream, and <laughs> Nelly's pimp, pimp juice. juice. Yes. Um, but I you love it. <laughs> but you have one, like the ultimate one. I- this one is like the nail in the coffin. Of bad celebrity branding Well, this is it.
1: We can't just stick to alcohol brands (laughs) because there is some great celebrity endorsed products around. And one of my favorites and maybe one of Ian's favorites now, now that we heard his (laughs) earlier celebrity story, is the Kiss casket or the Kiss coffin. Yep. This came out in 2012. Uh, It was a real purchasable coffin that had images of the band on the outside and big kind of red flames because there's nothing like putting your loved one into a casket covered with men with makeup (laughs) and the flames of hell next to it. (laughs) Uh, But maybe Ian's going to get it. You
0: know what's weird? That sounds appealing to me.
1: Mortuary memorabilia. Yep, that's a good business.
0: That's a great idea. Cause sometimes when I sometimes when I listen to music and this is kind of macabre, you I'll hit line, upon a song you- and I'm like, that's what I want them to play at my funeral. And then but like now I'm gonna add in this kiss pop <laughs> and maybe a kiss song. Yeah. Well, Emily, I still think there's some opportunities for us, but I'll talk about them with you after the show because I don't want to jeopardize our intellectual property. Indeed. Emily, I'm really excited for today's show and that you are here with us. And one thing that we're going to talk about today is our we're going to reveal to the listeners some of our worst celebrity moments and run-ins. And I feel like you're the best person on the show to have for that because... Somehow you've had so many of them. You've had some great ones and you've had some not so great ones.
1: Oh, there's so many. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) But let's start with the worst one. (laughs) So um, the Fonz's wife, Henry Winkler's wife, called me a gold digger at the Golden Globe
0: Awards. (laughs) Right. I remember that. So this comment that you overheard about yourself, where you became part of the story, it actually happened at the Golden Globes Awards, right? At the Beverly Hilton. And like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, Star is Born.
1: So let me set up the story. I was actually walking around the room. You know, they take those long commercial breaks where everybody kind of moves around and talks to everybody else. I was in hot pursuit of Richard E. Grant, the actor, because I really—he's my future husband—and I love him. <laughs> um, but then I walked past the HBO table, and I saw there one of the executives who I wanted to say hello to. Uh, but he was talking to somebody else, so I sort of, you know, tried to look, you know, kind of like a, you know, patient minding my own business. Now, unfortunately. I had packed really badly for the awards. I basically... You know when it's the middle of the night and you've had a glass of wine and you think it's a great idea to pack? So I brought a bunch of dresses that did not fit very well. So bear the scene. I'm wearing this red dress that's a little bit too tight and showing maybe a bit too much cleavage while trying to mind my own business. And I guess you know, Henry Winkler's wife must have thought that I was trying to hit on him or something. I mean, I was stood nearby them, but I wasn't bothering them because I was waiting to speak (laughs) to some HBO executive. Anyway, as I looked around, uh, I just saw her mouth to her husband. Gold digger! And point at me (laughs) with like a really sour expression on her face.
0: I guess she is to be on the lookout for gold diggers when you're Henry Winkler's wife. But the thing is, he was, so he was there... As a nominee for the HBO show, Barry. Yes. So I guess, you know, there is a a Henry Winkler renaissance going on, and he is very good in the show. So maybe (laughs) she was thinking back to his days as Arthur Fonzarelli, and you have that in your mind that, like, if you're married to the Fonz, like, women are going to be, you know, coming out of the woodwork.
1: I know. I I mean, I guess it's like it is a a, a marital hazard being married to the Fonz. But then the best part or maybe the worst part of this was after I started writing the story, I had to reach out to the Fonz's wife for comment. And of course, you know, she completely denied saying it. um, You know, and I didn't say, you know, the way I put it was that she'd said it to a woman in the crowd who was maybe a little, you know, dressed a bit too provocatively. (laughs) And then, you know, she denied it so much that I had to actually say to her, look, It was me. You called me a gold digger. And she was like, oh.
0: Well, while you were at the Golden Globes, I got a call from my friend because Henry Winkler's wife is my friend's mom. And by all accounts, she's a very nice woman. But I guess when your husband's Arthur Fonzarelli, you got to keep the gold diggers away.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is... Amazing. Well, you made it out though alive. It's a good thing she didn't. You know, it didn't turn into like a Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. I know. I like She just pulling my
1: my you know my weave out, and then you know, <laughs> getting my shirt, getting getting a stiletto and whacking me over the head, or throwing a bread roll at me, even. Totally. So come on, I've revealed all now. What about you, Ian? What is your worst?
0: Well, it's funny. My one of my worst celebrity encounters does involve someone throwing something at my head, although I can't can't prove that it was the celebrity in question. So, okay, a few years ago, you remember Jack White Mm -hmm. of the White Stripes was married to a model slash musician named Karen Elson. Oh, yes. and Very pale. She's very pale. She's very pale with red hair, and she was kind of like, she was a model, she was a musician in that sort of Carla Bruni-ish way, Mm -hmm. you know, and she... um, for a while, she was like a real fashion it girl. You know, she was at every fashion show and she was very cool. So this harks back to – so the, 2011. So they they were breaking up and I, I got a hold of an invitation that she had sent out to their divorce party. Oh, okay? my goodness. So I write an item in 2011 that said that, you know – The rocker and his model singer wife announced on their sixth anniversary that they're splitting, but they're not mourning the demise of their marriage. They're celebrating it with a party described as a positive swing-bang humdinger. That's what the invite said. (laughs) And it said, please help us celebrate the anniversary of the making and breaking of the sacred union of marriage with our best friends and animals. Okay. Oh, the animals. So I write the item. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, I'm like, they're so – cool and groovy, you know, like conscious uncoupling. They're having a party for their divorce. And I noticed that there was – it was during Fashion Week and there was a party on the roof of the Gramercy Park Hotel mm-hmm. that Karen Elson was going to be performing at. Yeah. So I was like, this is perfect. I'll go there and I'll ask her about this divorce party because, I mean, obviously she's cool with it because, like, she sent out the invitation to all her friends. So I go to the event and um, I'm there and – And I start chatting with this guy, and he turns out to be Karen Elson's manager. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: he's, like, really cool. He's a great guy. He loves Page Six. He represents all these bands. We hit it off. And he's like, hey, uh, I I mentioned I wanted to talk to Karen. He's like, no problem. I'll I'll take you over to her. So she finishes the song, like, ding. And then she finishes, and he escorts me up to Karen Elson. And I'm like, hey, blah, blah blah, and then I just go in for the kill. Maybe I ask one, you know, usually you ask one sort of softball question. Yeah, first. you ask like, a That nice was question. amazing. Was that a Dolly Parton yeah. cover? And then you're like, or you know, what are you wearing? And then you, you know, it's like you go in for the.
1: <laughs> so what about your divorce ball. party? So I'm
0: like, how how was the divorce party? And she gets this horrified look and like a laser is gonna shoot out of her eyes she's so horrified and angry and the guy literally grabs me and drags me away from her (laughs) in front of the whole party and he was like got really mad so I was like oh my god I I thought it was cool and he's like you can't do it and he's like chewing me out and I was like you know I thought you were cool like what's going on and I was like oh my god he's like we get in this whole thing at the party And then I went downstairs and I was outside, I think, smoking. This is when I was still so cool that I smoked. And I was outside the Gracie Park Hotel and I'm like, oh, that went pretty bad. But, like, I guess it'll be a good item. And then literally a potted plant literally flew down from the roof and crashed, like, a few feet away from me. Oh, my God. And I – it was actually pretty scary. Yeah. And I was like – and – I assume it was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. I'm not accusing Karen Elson of attempted murder. But who else
1: could it have been? But then again. She's the major suspect.
0: Exactly. So whatever. <laughs> I just fled the scene. I don't blame you. Another night. We put our lives on the line for this job know. on People a daily basis. People totally. don't
1: realize how difficult it is.
0: So we're in a weird time because we we just had the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. It was an eventful Golden Globes. Then we had the, there was the National Board of Review, which sort of leads into the Oscars. There were the Oscar nominations, but we're about to head into page six, Overdrive. There's the Grammys. There's the Super Bowl, which has become like a celebrity stop on the international calendar of Psychosis, yes, <laughs> and um, and it's also in Miami, Which and then is there's be the even more Psychosis, yeah. So what's going on? So we're we're having Carlos, our own Carlos Greer, is going to be covering the Grammys. Yes, Resident they're on the 26. Expert. And then I'm going to be at the Super Bowl. I've somehow become our.
1: Super Bowl correspondent. Super Bowl correspondent. Because you're so sporty.
0: I'm so sporty. And then, and as you saw, I actually like ended up on, like stumbling my way onto the field at a recent Super Bowl oh, by yeah, accident. Yeah, that was good. And then you're going to be out at the Oscars. <laughs> yes. In L.A. And then the
1: Oscars are early February. So it's a busy time for us. So, of course, this week we're heading into the big impeachment hearings. And so, you know, if you're not the kind of person who wants to sit and watch CNN round the clock and Wolf Blitzer blethering on, you know, we want to talk about some things that you can look forward to.
0: Yeah. So what are some things that that you're looking forward to when you're not watching the impeachment hearings?
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I'm not watching the impeachment hearings, I'm looking forward to the performances at the Grammys. They've got Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Lizzo. Who we love, Blake and Gwen, oh, Aerosmith, and uh, of course Alicia Keys is hosting, so it's going to be really good.
0: Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. and is Clive Davis doing his?
1: Yeah, I he's mean, doing his big fancy party the night before, as usual. Right. We have our invites, so Carlos is all ready to go. Amazing. Um, and that's kind of almost bigger than the Grammys itself. I feel for us. Yeah, I
0: think it is too. I mean, that's true. Like we, you know, I, I, I'm going to the Super Bowl, which is something I'm looking forward to, and I'll, I'll be at the game, and obviously the game is amazing and it's awesome to be there but it's really the parties that we're covering leading up to the game and Mm -hmm. this year because the super bowl is in miami you know i think my biggest party story out of that super bowl was when um at the playboy party when somebody when the when somebody had stolen all the playboy bunnies coats (laughs) A, 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 that was they, a classic. I leave. remember that. I felt really bad. Quite, and
1: it was freezing. It was like minus 20. It was literally – it was the, so
0: cold every time I – And those
1: poor chilly Playboy bunnies. They were
0: very chilly. And I actually – I offered one of the bunnies my coat. Oh, my but God. I, that's such
1: chivalry. Yeah.
0: And then this all culminates with the Oscars because there are a bunch of little – you know. I mean there's the SAG Awards. and But all of this is leading up to the Oscars where you'll be. But are you disappointed by – see, some of the snubs for the Oscars – you know, meant that J Lo isn't going to be at the Oscars, know, and Eddie Murphy isn't going to be at I'm the really Oscars. I'm really disappointed. But yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Like yeah. we want J Lo to be there. Yeah,
1: we want J Lo there. We want it to be different. I mean, she'll probably she'll probably still be at the Vanity Fair party. She usually is there, looking absolutely that's divine. True. But yeah, I felt like they were kind of very safe the nominations. So yeah, no Aquafina. I, I just think that the you know it could have been a bit more interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll still have though. There will be you know the. You know Brad Pitt the whole one spot a time in Hollywood crew and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and Tarantino. and then you'll have like the Irishman people, even <laughs> though some of them got <laughs> snubbed.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be great. Yeah, the Vanity Fair party will still go on. Everyone will go. We'll try and get into Madonna's party, as we always try and always get refused. But Always we're gonna, fail. Yeah, always fail. But,
0: you know, the new party to try and sneak into really is also the Jay-Z party, oh, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I'm determined to make it in there this year.
0: I mean, usually, the, you know, sometimes we do find people to sneak us into yeah, things.
1: Yeah, That'll yeah. That would be the thing. I'll be drinking. Uh, I'll be with Jay-Z drinking his Doucet.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah. totally. But I have a feeling that with all these events and all these parties, none of them will be sponsored by Pimp Juice. (laughs) Thank you so much, Emily, for being here. And I can't wait till you come back on the
1: podcast. Oh, you're welcome. It was a lot of fun.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of We Hear. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.